Nedarim daf yud gimel. The last thing we're discussing was if a person said that this loaf of bread is like the meat of shelamim after the blood was thrown, which is mutar right now. Do we go by what it was in the beginning and it's a sword? Do we go by what it is right now and it's mutar? And we wanted to say that maybe this machloket is like the same machloket of Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda in regards to the person saying this loaf of bread is like uh, bechor, where Rabbi Yaakov said it's a sword and Rabbi Yehuda said it was mutar. And we said it has nothing to do with what it was in the beginning. Rather, the machloket between them is, is a bechor, something valuable. Can you vow something like that or not? Rabbi Yaakov said it is something valuable and it's asur. And Rabbi Uda says, no, it's something that's not valuable because it's something asur. It was born asur. It's not something that you made asur. It's something that was born asur and you can't uh, you can't connect anything to it. You can't connect a piece of bread to a bechor. They don't stick together. The rules wouldn't uh, connect. And with that, we're starting Yud Gimel Amud Aleph, five lines in, towards the end of the line, the last two words, Uman De Asar, and according to Rabbi Yaakov, who's Oser, the reason is because Amal Kira, the Pasuk says, Kidor Neder Lahashem. What's Lahashem? Lerabot Davar Asur. Even something that is Asur, like a Behor, that was born Asur, you didn't make it Asur, still you could connect a vow to it. You could connect this loaf of bread to a Behor and say, This is like this, and it's Asur. Uman de Shareh, and Rabbi Yudao said it's not in it. There, Lahashem Ma'avile. What did he do with the word Lahashem? Mibayale Lematpis Behatak Vashem. We need it for someone who's, who's trying to connect his vow to a Hatat or a Hashem. I would have thought since uh, Hatat you, you have to bring. It's something, if you do Avera, all of a sudden there's an obligation. It's not something that a person has to say or vow. Maybe you can't connect, you can't be matpis and neither to hatat Hashem. That's why it says Hashem that you could. So the says, Umara ita lerabot hatat ve'asham ulotzi Then why are we including hatat ve'asham from the, in the word Hashem and we're taking out a bechor? Meaning, why is the bechor any different? They're both obligations. Why is bechor different? So the Gemara explains because I'm adding the hatat ve'asham. I'm including it that that if someone is matpis his neder to a hatat and asham, he's saying that this uh, loaf of bread is like a hatat and asham. It works because shehu matpis neder because at the end of the day you're connecting something that is vowed. Meaning, the way a hatat works, yes, you have an obligation to give a sheep, but you have to come and say, this sheep I'm going to give as my hatat, and since you have to do that action, then it is something that you could uh, you could vow. However, but I'm excluding the bechor that just walks out kadosh, and it doesn't make a difference what you say or not say, it is already kadosh. And Rabbi Yaakov who says it's asur, He'll explain because bechor nami matpiso beneder hua bechor also you have to say some sort of vow because the tanya we learned the mishum rabbi amru they said the name of rabbi minayin lanolad bechor betoch beto how do we know if a person has a bechor born in his household meaning this cow had a bechor how do I know she mitzvah laktishod is a mitzvah to sanctify it shenemar it says kol bechor sheivalid bivkari chabsonecha hazachar takdish it says to make it kadosh. And Rabbi Uda was materiality uh, says it's not even an eder. It's because if you didn't sanctify it, is it not sanctified? Of course it is. The whole thing is just ceremonial, but at the end of the day, it's kadosh. Next, we learn in the Mishnah that if someone said, it's considered a vow, but you have to add that uh, kaf. And Tana, we have a, a Braita, it says, Imra, Imra, 
Kaimra, if you said in any one of those ways, Dirim, La Dirim, Kadirim, Aitzim, La Aitzim, Ka Aitzim, Ishim means fire. La Ishim, Ka Ishim, Mizbeach, La Mizbeach, Ka Mizbeach, Hecha, La Hecha, Ka Hecha, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Kirushalayim, Kulam, all these different ways, if you ended off the vow and said, Sheochalecha, that I'm going to eat from you, at that point it's Asur. Because the vow stands even if you didn't use that kaf, that kaf which is compares things. You say this is like this. So even if you didn't use the kaf, it still stands. However, if you didn't end off like that, you rather you said lo chalecha, for example, imra lo chalecha, then mutar, because it could be he's just saying, I'm not going to eat by you. I'm not going to eat lamb by you. It could be I'm just going to eat something else, but it's nothing to do with the vow. So man shama'ina led the loshani le imra le imra kemra. Who's the tanah doesn't differentiate between whether you said it with an with a lamid with a kaf or nothing at all? It works. Rabbi Meiri, it's Rabbi Meir. He how do we know that? Because he's the one who argues on the biuda usually. And if we see a counter biuda, you need the kaf. Then it has to be the counter Meir, You don't need it. The problem is emasef. I look at the end of the brayta. It says vechulan. And all these uh, languages that we said in the Brayta, if he said, mutar. If he said, I'm not going to eat from you, it's mutar. The problem is about Tanan, we have a Mishnah coming up. La korban if someone said, Korban, I'm not going to eat from you. Rabbi Meir, Oser. He's Oser. Rabbi Abba said, he's explaining Rabbi Meir, that the reason he's Oser it's because Omer, it's like as if he's saying the korban whatever you're feeding me should be like a korban, and therefore the fichach lo chalecha. That big word the fichach. We're explaining what he's saying, but according to the brayta over here, let's say a person said the imra lo chalecha, it's a mutar according to Rabbi and over there he's just adding in the fichach to explain why it's asur. So the Gemara explains lakashia. It's not a contradiction. Ha de amar lo leimra. Ha de amar leimra. It depends if he said lo leimra, then you could explain as if he said that it's not going to be a korban. But in the Mishnah where he said le korban lo chalecha, then you could explain as the le korban it will be. So it really depends how specific he was. And on that note, next Mishnah, Haomer Korban Ola. If someone says this thing should be like Korban Ola, Minha, Hatat, Toda, Shilamim. If he said this should be like Korban Minha, Hatat, Korban Toda, Korban Shilamim. And then he at, and then he said, Shani Ochalacha, that I'm going to eat by you. Then it's Asur, because it sounds like whatever you're feeding me should be like this type of Korban. And even if you didn't use that Kaf, then it then it's still a sur like Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda argues and he's matir. Reason is because that uh, because you need that kaf. And if he said ha korban ke korban korban shochalecha, in all those asur, you're not allowed. Le korban lo chalecha. But if he said le korban, I'm not going to eat by you. Rabbi Meir is oser. Because we're sort of translating what he's saying is whatever you're going to feed me is going to be like a korban and I'm not going to eat from it. And the Ran explains also, the same halacha would be if he said, le korban shocha lecha, korban and what I'm eating from you is same idea, it's asur, because he's trying to say that whatever I'm going to eat is going to be like a korban. But there's a bigger hidush when he's saying, lo chalecha. The Gemara starts, katanet says in Mishnah, korban ha korban ke korban shocha lecha asur. Even without the, the, the calf, 
And stama tana kirbimi. It sounds like that Mishnah is like kirbimi. Ir deloshani le ben imra le imra. Him there's no difference if he said imra le imra keimra. Does make a difference if he said the kaf or not? The problem is ir bimi ir hadikatane hakorban she ochale echa asur. When the Mishnah said that hakorban with that extra hey, whatever I'm going to eat from you is asur. How could you say that's Rabbi Meir? Because Hachamim admit, and Hachamim is Rabbi Meir, he's part of Hachamim. They admit Rabbi Huda, if a person said Ha Korban, Veha Ola, Veha Mincha, Veha Chatat, Shochalecha, Shem Mutar. You're allowed. Why? Shelonadar Zeela Behaye Korban. The only thing he did was vow in the life of a Korban. As if to say, Ha korban that I'm going to eat from you. By the life of this korban, I'm going to eat. Uh, I'm not going to eat from you. But he wasn't swearing that what I'm going to eat from you is a korban. So the Gemara answers, That's not a contradiction. Ha that brayta where it's not a sur. It's talking about the amar ha korban. Two words. Ha the amar ha korban. But the Mishnah that says it's a sur when he said the word ha korban one word. So meaning you remember. So you have to be careful the way you talk. Ha korban or ha korban. For all those medaktekim, the difference would be is if there's a dagesh in the, the kof or not. If it's one word, then the kof would get a dagesh. Now, my tama, what's the reason when he says two words, it's not a sur? Because it sounds like haye korban kama. He's swearing by the life of the korban, but not that what he, he's eating is a, is a korban. Now, it says katane, it says in the Mishnah, the korban lo chalecha meir oser. It sounds if he said, le korban, I'm not going to eat from you. Rabbi meir says it's a sur. But Rabbi Meir doesn't hold of this concept that from a negative you could learn a positive. Meaning, even if you want to say what he was saying is meaning it's not going to be a korban when I'm going to eat from you. Meaning it's okay, but still. Rabbi Meir doesn't learn no from yes or yes from no. Then why should he be asur? He says the korban meaning what I do is going to be korban. We don't learn like that according to Rabbi Meir. So my answer is Amar Biaba Naasakiomer becomes as if he person said Le Korban Yehe, whatever I'm gonna eat from you is gonna be Korban, and therefore the fichach lo chalach. I'm not gonna eat from you. And that's the way we would translate the Bimir's words. Next Mishnah Omer Havirov a person said this friend Konam pi medaber emecha. Konam is Lashon of a vow. A vow, it's going to be Asur, the mouth of who's speaking to you. Yadi osaimach, or he's vowing that my hand will do anything for you. Ragli he's vowing that his foot won't do anything. Asur, he can't uh, talk to his friend, he can't help his friend, he can't walk with his friend, he can't do any melacha for his friend that will let him benefit from it. So now the, the Gemara starts. Urminu, we have a bright that says as follows. Homer vishvuot mi bindarim. There's a stringency by shvuot. It's more strict than nedarim. U bindarim shvuot. Nedarim have their stringencies over shvuot. Homer bindarim. The cases where vows would be more strict. The shen nedarim halin ala mitzvah kebarashut. The nedarim, you could even vow on a mitzvah. A person could say, I'm not going to have benefit from a sukkah. You can vow not to have benefit from a sukkah. Now he's not, a, he's not allowed to sit in a sukkah. However, mashen can be shvot. A person can't swear not to, not, not to sit in a sukkah because you can, the swear doesn't take effect on a mitzvah, but a vow does. Now, 
וחומר בשבועות, the stringency of the שבועות, אז שהשבועות חלות על דבר שיש בו ממש ושאין בו ממש. Swears go on anything, whether it's tangible or not, whether it's something real or not. You could swear on your walking, you could swear on your, uh, on your working. But vows, it doesn't work that way. You have to connect a vow to something. Remember by a vow, you're saying this is a surah to me. You're not, it doesn't work on actions. But, uh, but Shavuot could even work on actions. A person could say, I'm not going to talk to you. I swear I'm not going to talk to you. But you can't say, I vow not to talk to you. It doesn't work that way. So again, how did the Mishnah say, Konam pi medaber aimecha? Konam, the mouth that I'm going to speak to you. And over here you're telling me that a neder can't go on an action, which is talking. So the Gemara explains, Amar be'omer ye'aser pi le'diburi. A person says, my mouth should be asur to talk with you. That he's saying that the mouth, which is a thing, the vow, there's going to be a vow on his mouth to talk to this person. Yadai le'ma'asem, my hands, they're going to be vowed upon. I'm vowing on my hands. The, vow, the hands are the thing, that they're not going to be able to do anything for you. Ragalai, I'm vowing my feet, Lehiluchan, that they're not going to be able to walk with you. And Dekan Amir, pay attention to the exact words in the Mishnah. It says, Dekatane pi medaber aimecha, my mouth from speaking to you, Velokatane shani medaber aimecha. I didn't say me talking to you, rather he said my mouth from talking to you. That means he, he said that the nether is going on his mouth. Hadran alach kol kinuye. And now we're starting the second parak of Masechet Nedarim, and the Mishnah starts. Ve'elu mutarim. The following vows are mutar, and you don't even need to do hatran uh, darim. You don't even have to like open up with the with the regret. None of that stuff. It's totally mutar. You didn't say anything. So number one, if a person said to his friend, "Cholin shalchal lecha," whatever I'm going to eat from you is like cholin. Well, of course you're allowed to eat cholin. If someone said kibasar hazir, he's trying to say that uh, whatever you're going to feed me is like big to me. Well, you remember we discussed that you cannot connect your vow to something that is asur, so therefore it doesn't count. The same idea, ka'avodat kochavim. If you're saying it's like avodat or ke'orot lebubin, it's like hides with the hole in it. Uh, it was some sort of sacrifice to avodazara once upon a time where uh, they would take an animal that's alive, they would puncture a hole in the, the skin, go all the way up to where the heart is, pull out the heart while the animal is still alive. And when they skin the hide, the hide has a little hole in it. That's where they pulled out the heart from. So if someone says that the food you're going to give me is like these hides, it's uh, it's like as if he didn't say anything because we it's something that is asur. And the difference between the orot levumin and avodah zara, a goy could annul if he's bowing down to this chair and now all of a sudden he annuls this chair. It's not avodah zara anymore. He couldn't annul it. But uh, once something was given as a korban to avodat kochavim, you can't annul that already too late. But still, since you're vowing on something that is asur, it doesn't uh, catch on. And same idea, kinvelot refot, like animals that are not kosher, either they were shachted the wrong way, either they were sick, kishkatsim or masim, like all these different uh, bugs which are uh, which are asur. Kehalat aron, like hafashat uh, halat that you give to the kohen, vechitrumator, like the truma that you're giving to kohen. All these are mutar because, anyways, you're not allowed to eat them, and therefore you don't even need hatar uh, darim. You don't even have to speak with a rabbi. The rabbi doesn't have to figure out anything. Period. If someone says to his wife, they are a fight. He says, "I vow that you're a sur to me like my mother is a sur to me." So. 
Potchin lo petach mimakom acher. Although the vow is not a vow, we're going to open him up from a different place. We're going to speak to him. Um, maybe you meant this, maybe you meant that. You can't say, oh, what about your mother's kavod? You're vowing in her name. You can't talk about his mother's kavod, but you have to talk about other things. Uh, you, you, meaning, you have to, uh, you have to uh, be strict with him. Why? We don't want him uh, vowing all the time. We don't want to have it light. We don't want a lightheadedness when it comes to vows. And the way that Ran explains it is that if we're going to allow it without a without a hatran darim, the next time he's going to say something else to his wife that actually the nidder stands. He said, last time I said the thing with my mother, and the rabbi didn't even care. So this time, if I say uh, something, and he didn't, he doesn't know the difference of halachot, and therefore. He's going to continue as if nothing happened, because last time nothing happened, and not knowing that it is a real problem. That's the way the Ran mentions it. The Rosh and the, the Ritba explain, there's a Shalom Bayit aspect over here, that if a person's going to continue uh, doing these fake vows, at some point he's going to really be Oser, his wife on himself. And so for Shalom Bayit purposes, we're going we're gonna to show him how strict this actually is, and you have to be careful by uh, whenever you're talking to your wife. Back to that, look at the sugya, but we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. V'amen.